what makes us special, I would say, is our mission, which is how to give to people access to good quality food at price that is uh, acceptable. Carrefour has the ambition to become a leading digital retail company. I think transformation is nowadays becoming the DNA of Carrefour. There is absolutely no choice. We need to reinvent ourselves all the time. We can still go further and we need to reinvent. We created a robot, but maybe this robot needs to be put in, into the garbage and think, and think differently and say, do I really need this uh, anymore? Because the risks is, is to say, oh, no, I have my KPIs, everything is going fine. Yeah, but the market is crashing down. What do you do with it? We need to rethink the way we work. We need to have new tools of the 21st century. And last but not least, the transformation of people. We need to change the mindset. We need to think differently. We need to install new habits and new way of thinking and working. This is Sierra TV. My name is Hendrik Deckers. I'm here today with Xavier Baraton, who is the head of finance and administration at Carrefour France. A very warm welcome, Xavier. Thank you very much, Hendrik. Welcome here in Massy, in our headquarters of Carrefour. Xavier, you have a master in law and finance. You worked as an auditor at EY, and you have worked eight years in Switzerland for a Louis Dreyfus company. And in 2020, uh, you came back to France uh, to work for Carrefour. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? And how do you got this, uh, this position here at Carrefour? So today I'm married with a, a marvelous woman and I have, uh, I'm very happy to have five kids mm -hmm. from eight years to six months. So this is what I do mm -hmm. as a first thing. Then I'm a chief accounting officer for Carrefour France, as you mentioned. And I joined Carrefour France because they were looking for someone able to understand the financial statements and so accounting, mm -hmm. as well as someone who is ready and happy to manage a big team because we are quite important uh, number of very valuable people in the company then someone who will be able to implement a new software, SAP, to name it, and then participate in the finance transformation because finance is transforming like a lot of companies. Yep. And last but not least, they were looking for someone who will be able to manage all this team within Normandy um, in Caen, uh, the former headquarters of uh, Continent. Okay, so you moved from Switzerland to Normandy. Exactly. And that was a quite interesting thing because my boss asked me if I was normal and not a bit bizarre to move from Geneva to Normandy. And then I was mentioning that I was not moving from one place to the other, but I was joining the Carrefour family. Okay. Now, talking about Carrefour, everybody knows the brand, but give us a bit of context. How big is the company and what is it that Carrefour, what is it that makes Carrefour special? So Carrefour is a, a worldwide company. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to be a leader of the digital retail company. That's what, what was announced uh, quite recently by our CEO, Monsieur Alexandre Bompard. And if we focus on Carrefour France, there is roughly 100,000 people working all over uh, France. And um, what makes us special, I would say, is our mission, which is definitely focused on how to give to people access to good quality food at uh, a price that is uh, acceptable. Okay. With all, with, sorry, uh, through all the channels of, uh, of commerce we, we can know. So retail is, I would think, undergoing a lot of change, right? So there's a lot of challengers on the market. There's a lot of competition going on. So uh, every retailer needs to transform uh, ever so often nowadays. So tell us a little bit about the transformation that Carrefour is going through today. I think transformation is nowadays 
becoming the DNA of Carrefour. There is absolutely no choice. We need to reinvent ourselves all the time. And that's not only at the business side, as you mentioned, we have newcomers, there is disruptors as well, and the competition is very, very hard in France. And you know, because you are in Belgium, that is the same thing. But of course, you already have your loyalty card and then you are a good client of Carrefour. Thank you for that, Enrique. <laughs> so that's the business side, I would say, the first thing. The second transformation that needs to happen is within the finance team. We need to rethink the way we work. We need to have new tools of the 21st century. Yeah. And that's something we need to discuss. Uh, we will discuss together later. And last but not least, transformation of people. We need to change the mindset. We need to think differently. We need to, I would say, uh, install new habits, a new way of thinking and working. Yeah. So new ways of working, redesigning work, uh, redesigning work processes is mm -hmm top of the agenda of business leaders, yes. I would say, uh, around the globe. Uh, and that means that uh, the new, uh, new ways of automating mm -hmm. our business processes is becoming really an enterprise-wide capability that needs to be de uh, developed in, in companies like yours. So let's talk a little bit about where you are with enterprise automation. Where are you with software robots? Where are you with RPA? Where mm -hmm. are you with... Uh, artificial intelligence and so on today. What are the, uh, what, what's the vision that you have on this? Uh, firstly, as I mentioned at the beginning, we launched uh, in November uh, a very big day, which was called the Digital Day. Mm -hmm. So we really not now to want to focus and to mention to the world that Carrefour has the ambition to become a leading digital retail company. Uh, for this, within finance, there is, I would say, four uh, pillars, if I can say so. Mm -hmm. The first one is changing, evolving into the ERP. We were using in France an ERP that started to become obsolete mm -hmm. and it was very good. For the tw last 20 years we used it, yeah. but now we need to move forward. This is why we are implementing S4HANA. Okay. It's not only France, it's for the full group as well. Mm -hmm. The second item of it is automation, all the robots we have. Currently we have 180 robots from mm -hmm. technology of uh, UiPath that are working quite well designed and shaped exactly with the way of working today of our ERP. Okay. Third part is the big data. Mm -hmm. You know, when we are a big company like Carrefour with so many clients all over the world, we, we have a lot of data to manage on a day-to-day -day basis, to adapt, to react, and to plan. So this is, the, the, I would say, the third pillar. And the last one, which is something we are starting now, um, is uh, working on the process mining and as well all the uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, and I was very recently, as I told you before, working and thinking on how we can leverage and accelerate this uh, thought part. Okay, so let's talk about these four pillars. Let's start with your uh, ERP migration that you're going through. Tell us a little bit more, what is going on there? What are the challenges? Where are you in that process? So I will focus on France, knowing that every country of Carrefour are nowadays moving to S4HANA as well. Within France, we, as, I, as I mentioned to you, we were used to have a very strong, very robust ERP that worked for us and we really we, we was designed for all purposes. Yeah. And now we are moving to what we call maximum of standardization. We need to have things that can uh, scale up later on if there is some updates from, the, from editors. So we are moving to S4HANA. We are in the middle of the project. We started, um, I think it was one year and a half ago before I joined, uh, two years ago, sorry, before I joined. Um, and uh, yesterday was, or oh, sorry, two, two, three days ago was the first payment out of our SAP thing. So I don't know if you received some cash. Not yet, no. Not yet. So that, that's where, where, where we are now. And then we will have 
uh, waves of migration of all our companies uh, for France in the, in the near future. Okay, and are you using automation tools in that migration as well? So yes, definitely we will use automation tools, mm -hmm. uh, knowing that all the robots we had in the past, a lot of them will be you know, unplugged. Why? Because we are changing the way we work as well. Mm -hmm. And SAP will deliver us some abilities that will make our uh, robots useless. Mm -hmm. That, that being said, we, there is needs as well in order to ensure we will keep the same productivity and the same quality of data that we were using yeah. to create new robots as well. So either for automation, uh, to automate things, but as well to contribute to the control framework we, are, we, we, we must keep as a, as a listed company. Okay. So that's a, I mean, that's a major program, yes, right? Yes. And, and is that just a, a, a cost program or can you create value with that migration as well? Yeah. That's a very, very good question. Uh, as I mentioned to you, for France, there was, the, there was um, an obsolescence uh, issue. So the former uh, tools we were using was going to die. So we, we had to adapt. On top of it, there, there were an opportunity to rethink the model and the architecture and the data we were using. So that's exactly what we are doing. And it's not just SAP program that we are doing. The, the name of it is One Finance. So it's really a transformation that we are going through. And Coffee is Coffee. That's the name of the project, which uh, encompasses the SAP implementation, but as well the tool for all the, the, the goods we are buying that are non-merchant. Uh, non mm -hmm. So there is the Ariba, uh, that's the, the name of the, uh, of the tool. So with Ariba and S4HANA, with these two things, within Coffee is the first step of the transformation. Okay. The second pillar uh, of the big transformation is the implementation of many, many robots. Yes. Tell us more about that. So in the past, in order to face all the new, I would say, all the new requirements from the law, from the, the regulators and so on and so forth, but as well with the um, willingness to improve the day-to-day -day activities, we implemented a lot of robots, a lot of UiPath technology. Uh, what we are trying to do as well is to ensure we can anticipate, we can have what we call in France le quart d'heure d'avance, so 15 minutes before. So that's, that's a big challenge and we, we are trying to make it uh, uh, concrete every day. If I, if I want to give you an example, in, uh, in the near future, the state, the, the government will ask all invoices to go through their systems in order to ensure they can check if the VAT is correct and so on and so forth. It already occurs in Italy. I was this morning with my colleague from Italy discussing about the thing. But that's, that's what we are trying to implement. So we, we are starting now some projects in order to ensure we will be ready by then. Yeah. So we use automation in order to have our team members focus on the right thing mm -hmm. and as well to avoid very repetitive tasks that we can have. So today we have, I would say, a very strong uh, and knowledgeable team that is managing exceptions. Or, uh, and, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to contribute to our, uh, our ability to adapt on a day-to-day -day basis for all the new business we have. You know, maybe it's not very well known, but Carrefour is as well the shareholder of a lot of startup. So we need to adapt and we need to ensure we will not, uh, I would say, give all our big processes to, to them because they are not, it's not possible for them. So our ability to support them without, you know, uh, avoiding them to breathe, that's, that's our, our ambition. So all our team members, very strong in order to adapt to this uh, capability. So that's why we are always looking for automation. Okay. How many robots do you have running today and in, in what domains, what kind of applications 
are, are, are the most important ones? Yeah. For finance, we have uh, around 180 robots and we know that there is around 40 robots on the other, uh, other part of, uh, of Carrefour. Mm -hmm. The 180 are mainly on accounting tasks, okay? okay. Either to produce, either to, to, you know, to book invoices because we, are, we have the ability to read invoices, then to book it, then to reconcile and to really process the, the, these kind of things. There is uh, a huge amount of invoices, a huge amount of cash in, cash out. You, we have settlements within the systems that are done by the robot. I, I, I'm inviting you officially to, to Montville, in our, in our headquarters in Normandy, for you to see how our robots are, are working. Yeah. So 180, we, there is as well in, in, in the bank, because we have a, a bank in Carrefour, um, and there is as well on the other services that uh, we can have robots, you know, to, to ensure there is a proper uh, follow-up of all the master data as well. This, this kind of thing where we, we implemented robots. Some research says that in this automation and implementing robots, you could uh, like automate up to 40 or 50% of back office processes. Mm -hmm. Do you see the same here in, in, in your department? Is that how far you could go or further or not that far? How, how do you look at that? So I arrived in, in, in Carrefour after the implementation of a lot of robots, okay? So um, it would be hard for me to give figures like this and, and then I don't want a, a consulting company going to another company and say, you can we just buy this? Uh, jokes aside, it's, it's something uh, that um, I think there is no limit. Okay. We need to think there is no limit. We can still go further and we need to reinvent. We created a robot, but maybe this robot needs to be you know, put into the, into the garbage and think, and think differently and yeah. say, do I really need this uh, anymore? Because the risk is, is to say, oh no, I have my KPIs, everything is going fine. Yeah, but the market is crushing down. What do you do with it? So I would say, or, or my main objective in, when I'm talking about automation is to, to ensure we have the right culture, the culture of someone that needs to learn all the time and not being, I, I'm the knowledge, I have the knowledge and I will not move anymore. Mm -hmm. And what's the impact on your teams? Because I can imagine that some people are scared that you're taking away their jobs and, and so on. So how do you manage the, the human aspect of, of uh, automation? Yeah, that's, that's a very important question. And this is why in my team uh, in Normandy, I start to say there is words that are a bit forbidden. Uh, for example, when you talk about productivity, my team, some of the team members are start, starting to cry. Say, we, you want to fire us again? And so that's not at all the purpose. What I'm trying to, to see is how can I link the strategy of the group, digital retail company, to the day-to-day -day activities of people. So every time I have someone that we can think differently the way uh, he's working or she's working, we, we have a very good manager that go sit down with the person. What's the vision? What do we want to do? What is our mission? Why are we here? Should we stop? Should we continue? And so on and so forth. So I would say we, we try to give perspective but first, we need to acknowledge the fear of people. Mm -hmm. We need to acknowledge the fact that, yes, you do have some stress. You do have some fear. What, I want to give you a very concrete example. In my previous company, we were on, working on one tool, and then we were moving as well to S4HANA. Mm -hmm. I spend a lot of energy and time in order to convince people that it's not something bad, that we, can, we have to see it as an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Within Carrefour, that's amazing to see, and that's what Capgemini or Grant Thornton that are working with us on that project are, are saying. It's incredible because every, everybody wants to go there. They want to go over there. So it's much easier. That's a key success factor yeah. because everyone is motivated to go to, uh, to have this new, new program. And I think that's the same thing 
for automation. That's the same thing as well for the big data. That is something we are implementing, that the third pillar. Yep. We are implementing this in order to, to show to people that it can add value. It's not only reducing costs. Okay. Now, in, in, in software robots, RPN and, and so on, how easy or difficult is it to measure the return? Um, uh, and, and, and do you do that? And, and, and can you quantify that? So that's a good question. I hope we are not uh, under record. But what I would say first is the first return is our client satisfaction. So we need to say, who are my clients and what should I do for who? As chief accounting officer, my job is to ensure that the, the financial statements uh, reflects the true and fair view of what happened in life. Okay, that's, that's my first client. Of course, I need to provide data and so on and so forth and explain and, and, and uh, as you can imagine, but we need to produce data with proper quality. So in order to ensure we have a proper return, we can see things differently. When there is uh, a requirement from the law, I can tell you there is no real no discussion. Uh, no discussion. Uh, but we are using it as an opportunity to say what we can improve as well. Not focus just, I need to do this, I need to do this. Try to give the global picture, had a bit of creativity for an accountant that's quite interesting as well. But that's what we try to do every time. Mm -hmm. And then when there is a, let's say, a basic robot, we say, okay, how many hours we will save from someone? And then we create very small, very agile uh, return on investment thing. Um, I'm trying to, to, to expand to the team that it shouldn't be the main focus. Because if we do things just because we are avoiding costs or saving costs, I think that's, that's uh, sorry for that, but I think it's too easy because everyone can do that. We need to say, okay, what's our vision? How can we bring value? Bringing value could be, I implement something that maybe one day can be sold to someone else. Mm -hmm. That's another way of thinking. Is it, um, back on the human aspect, is, is um, implementing software robots also a way to give people more interesting work? And how do you look at that? Yes, so uh, Alexandre Bompard implemented when, we, when he joined the company in 2027, he implemented Act for Change. You can see just, uh, it's Act for Food, but there is the same for Act for Change in order to change our mindset. The first pillar of Act for Change is Avancer et Grandir Ensemble. So together, how to grow. Um, and, and very concretely, my main objective is to see to every team members, if we are changing his tasks, we need to, to sit down with him and say, what can, we, what can you do next? What will you do next? Mm -hmm. And then we are thinking of this. In order to go there, what do you need? We need training, we need to spend time with other things, you need to open your eyes, you need... That's the kind of things we do. So, either an automation, we are playing the same methodology, either for automation, for SAP implementation, for that big data, or for process mining tomorrow. So we are always using, where do you stand? How can we have with um, Rami Bétier, our CEO, is pushing very hard in order to have all the management uh, at the service of our clients, mm -hmm. Going through this, we need to be at the service of all our employees. Okay, so we start by serving our employees, the employees are serving the clients. The same for us. We need to ensure with them that they have the proper tool in order to, to do their job and to bring their ideas. So every, every month I'm taking my pen and my, my notebook and I'm listening to my teams and say, what do you think? What can we do better? You are the one that, is, that, that, that knows things. We talked about two pillars already. We talked about the uh, modernization, let's say, of ERP. We talked about your RPN, your software robots. Mm -hmm. Your third pillar is all around data. Yes. 
So tell us about how you are, your strategy on data, how you're implementing that. So as I mentioned, I'm a very lucky man because our, our CEO and our CFO are uh, launching the digital-centric uh, approach of Carrefour. So for us, it's, it's very, very convenient because we just need to surf on the wave. Uh, very concretely, we have a lot of exchanges with IT, with our uh, chief data officer as well, in order to implement another way of uh, seeing data. We will not raise a ticket, create a ticket in order to have our IT department create a reporting in order to deliver things in X months. So that, that's over. So what we, we, we started with is to implement new talents. So we were going outside looking for data analysts, data scientists that we brought back into accounting team but not on a separate dedicated team because it makes no sense. Then I'm recreating an IT department, which is not what I want. So what, I'm, what we are doing currently is we take these new talents, we put them in the middle of the teams and we make them to working together. And after one year, I can tell you that it works. So we, will, we are looking for apprentices as well, from trainee persons as well. So we are building a team. We are building a team and a community. That's main difference from, from the past. It's not like a direction with, a, with a, a formal department, with a team and so on and so forth. Yeah. It's a transversal approach. So we are sharing, we are exchanging. There is no big boss, small boss, and the, the last one that is working is just listening what the boss wants. Yeah. It's everyone contributing at the same level. So that's, I would say, the human aspect of the finance data community that under the patronage of uh, Javier Garcia, or CFO for France, we are working on. So in order to make it very concrete, we need to deliver things. So we selected, uh, I would say, proof of concepts. So we started with uh, all the accounts receivable in order to follow them with all the clients we can have within Carrefour. We have as well something in inventories in order to make it very, uh, I would say, a shared, uh, a shared way of working with the supply, with the tax department as well, with accounting, with uh, financial controlling and so on and so forth. So we took some, I would say, very, uh, in French we say irritant, so points that are bothering us. Yep. And then we started to think differently with a team that is totally transversal. It's not only accounting teams, no. but it's as well the finance controlling, it's, uh, as I mentioned, the, the tax team, the master data team, and so on and so forth. So it's really a common job, and they are working in squad. So that's a squad is what? is only the fact of a small community that can add people. Uh, you know, it's a project team without a formal project. We are trying to be as agile as possible. Yeah. So that, that's the, I would say, uh, I started with the competencies, then the small governance that we have, and then we move to the th third thing, which is which tools are we using? And then I put on hold all my team members in order to say, guys, we really need to focus on using the tools that already exist. Because one thing that we can imagine in a big company like Carrefour, oh, I find something new, oh, I find something new, oh, I find something new. And at the end, everyone with a good faith is adding a new tool. No. So I said to everyone, hold on. We have a big, uh, big partnership with Google. We are using the Google tools today. Okay. It's a bit frustrating for them, but we are sure now that we are pushing the tools to the very limit. And then we said, okay, dear friend of IT, now we are stuck. What's next? No. And that's a way we, we, I would say, implement the, the finance data. So could you describe a little bit, because the, the collaboration between IT mm -hmm. uh, and, and finance, mm -hmm in the area of data is yes. very important. Yes. So how do you, what's the governance of that? What is, who owns what? Yes. And, and which parts of the processes in division here 
belong to IT and which belongs to, uh, to the finance? Mm. It's a very good question and, and the answer is I'm happy to be today with you. But I'm quite sure that in six months... It will be different. <laughs> it will be different. And six months ago, it was different as well. Yeah. But I think that's, that's a very positive thing because we are able to question ourselves mm -hmm. and to say, maybe we need to revisit a bit the way we work. So this is why I really want uh, to have it very agile. So interaction is, is a lot of exchanges. We are discussing with the IT department. I'm taking some, um, I'm taking some steps in order to say, okay, I will not ask my team. I will, I will push my team to not go further to another tool. Okay, we focus on what exists already, we will not find another one. That's my first move to them. Because quite often we can hear finance people saying, ah, if I wait for IT, I will never have it, so I will do it on my own. Yeah. And then what I ask for the finance data team community is to have the supervision and the help. So it's really a collaboration with the IT department and the team of the chief data officer. Yeah. As everything is a bit new, we are structuring it. And this is why we have a small committee, it's not really a committee, but we have a squad, a governance squad within the finance data team uh, with four people from finance, the head of transformation of finance controlling, the head of the lead, the lean, sorry, the lean academy within the, the optimization and performance team. We have uh, myself and we have the head of internal control. So the four of us, we are the squad organization and we have two guys that are uh, in charge of uh, the, are the representative of the fine, the IT, sorry, uh, team and one uh, representative of the chief data officer uh, as well. So this is the way the squad of, uh, for the governance of the finance data is working. Yes. Interaction are based on these are the rules, these are the tools, the way we work together yeah. in order to implement. And what we try to do is to parallelize. You know, we, there is a big project in, uh, in France to have all the data from all the legacies to put them into a data lake. Mm -hmm. That's the job of IT. I cannot act on this one. What we are trying to, and then this big data lake is then put into data sets within uh, Google Cloud platforms. This as well is under IT. What I'm trying to, to do and what we achieved to do already is to create a parallel Google Cloud platform that we, you know, we, we obtain data from IT and then we put them into the Google Cloud platform. So you, can, you tell me, Xavier, you are doubling the Google Cloud platform. Yep. But what we said and what we agreed on within the finance data team is the one we created will disappear. We know already that we will kill it. Why? Because everything will be on the Google Cloud platform no. of Carrefour France. But what we are, we are doing is what we are learning together and we know how to do things in order then to say to IT, okay, either we say it's one or we unplug from here and we plug on the other side. So the job of IT, if I can summarize very quickly, they are uh, giving data and they are making the data available for us and then we are the one exploiting it. The big change we are trying to do is that there is one single source of truth. So we, we are trying and that's an ambition that, I, that is really deep in my heart and I will not let it go, is our ability to, to have a sustainable data, which means we don't want to have two times the same data. We want to, to have, um, I would say, um, a sustainable way of working. So in order to divide, to, to limit the, the usage of data, because if not, everyone would start his own GCP and so on and so forth. So it's not only because of single source of truth, but it's as well in a, in a RSE approach in order to reduce the, all the emissions. And especially in financial data, it exactly. needs to be correct, right? Yes, exactly. There's only right, one right exactly. way to look at, yes. at your finances, I can imagine. We've discussed three pillars, yes. but there's a fourth pillar. And I understand that that's process mining. 
Yes. Tell us what is process mining here at Carrefour? How do you use that? What's the vision there? So in finance, it's a bit, it's a bit young. Okay, we are really exploring together with the group. It's not only Carrefour France, but we are working hand to hand with the group, the finance group, in order to see what can be the best tool. We already have some prof proof of value with some tools. So we are looking for who can be the best uh, editor that can support us in order to implement um, process mining. And with the process mining, I really want to insist on the it, uh, artificial intelligence that we are trying to, I would say, discover as well. Yeah. Because we can easily say that accounting is for the past, but what we really want to try together with the controlling team and the FPNA financial planning and analysis team is to say, how can we look forward? How can we say, okay, based on the past, this is the trends I can... I can uh, you know, project in the future. Yeah. And so this is where we will start some, uh, some discussions with the universities that we have you know, just in front of us in Caen, um, in order to see, okay, with the, with the business schools, with the engineer schools, in order to say, how can we work together in order maybe to discover something and, and to ensure we have the local, um, a, a local link, because we, we Carrefour is a, very, a company that is, uh, I would say, uh, close to the people, but not only in Paris or in Massy, it's everywhere. So uh, going very uh, in front of the door in order to work together. And what is the what is the outcomes that you expect from this process mining project? What are the, the results you're looking for? We need to ensure that we keep under control the, the maximum uh, possible. In order to do so, process mining will be able to say, you have something that is not going the right process here. Mm -hmm. In order to give education, to have more pedagogy to, with, with other people. For example, if you are um, in, in the marketing department here in Massy, you don't know what is the process in order to have a proper invoice. Okay, we will capture it very quickly with the process mining because we have a design process and we say, oh, this is, a, this is a, um, uh, I would say something that is not going according to the process. No. And first, first step, sorry for that because I forget it, but it's so obvious, we must design the process. And it forces us to say, okay, what's the, what is the target operating model we want? And then we can see things that are not going in the right direction. So it will, it will help us to have people not really looking at the day-to-day -day activities. Okay, you did that bad. I need to go to you to train you again and so on and so forth. No. But it will be available for everyone. No. My dream is to say, you are working on the, you want to buy something. You go on a mobile phone. You know exactly where you stand in terms of budget, you, where you are in terms of spend. And you know where you are not in the right process. No. Okay, you, you send an invoice after the due date, my friend. That's a problem. Not to say yeah, you will have a red card or a yellow card like, in, like in, in soccer, but really to help them to be re owner of the process. Yeah. And so to implement these four pillars, mm -hmm. um, you're using a number of strategic partners, yes. a, a number of strategic suppliers. Mm -hmm. And there's SAP, there is UiPath, um, there's Google. How do you look at, at, at these different platforms? How important are they uh, for you? Uh, to, be, to be really honest, if Carrefour would have decided to have other partners, I, I will work the same. So I'm trying to take the maximum of everything I have, yeah. not to look for something and say, oh, but if I have this, I can do better. When I was working in Dreyfus, we were more Microsoft, now it's Google. Okay, that's it. Let's move forward and use the maximum. So yeah. we spend time with them in order to understand what, they want, what, they, what are the capabilities, and uh, it's, it's basically a culture approach. So if you really want to say, what can we do best with what you have? Then you, you start to create a trust relationship. 
And with it, we can go further. A bit more on UiPath. Tell us how you have implemented that. You have a center of expertise, you have a specific teams. Yes. Where are you with citizen development? What's the process there? Yeah, so we do have a dedicated and very strong team today within Montville. Mm -hmm. It's a lab that you will see when you will visit us. Uh, and this, this team is today the expert of building proper robots under UiPath technology. What they are implementing and they are offering to us is a, like a citizenship, meaning that people with a bit of knowledge mm -hmm. can develop their own robots. Yeah. And this can make much more powerful small robots everywhere. You know, where we, we cannot have ROI, maybe the guy says, okay, it's me to do either spending one hour every week on this one or spending five hours in order to make my more small and easy robot. Mm -hmm. So this is where we are working with UiPath. And um, I'm, I'm, I know they, they develop like an academy. And this, uh, this is today how we send some of our team members to this academy in order to learn a bit how it works. Xavier, let's talk a little bit more about the relationship between finance department and, and, and the CIO. Mm -hmm. and, um, because it's, it's crucial. Yes, you're right. For you and for the success of your department and for the success of the company, that's a, that there's a good collaboration. So what's the, I understand that it's working quite well here at Carrefour. So what's the secret of success? Uh, how do you make sure that there's a strong collaboration between finance and, uh, and IT? It's very, very good question. It's based, you say it's quite well. I would say it's well, but it can be tough. Okay. okay. Uh, I think the basis is to start with ability to listen. We have to listen what the other one wants and why he cannot deliver what you expect. Second thing is courage, courage to say what you think. Um, and then the, 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 the third thing is ability to question ourselves. Because we listen, we take an action, but we need to question ourselves. And the last but not least, to accept that the timing might not be the same for they and us. So to make it very concrete on the loyalty program, if I need to take one concrete example, there is some exchanges between IT and us. Because we were, as accounting and finance, waiting for something. And IT was, you know, trying to deliver things, but it was not exactly what we wanted and so on and so forth. It was a conflictual situation. I said, okay, let's have a step back. We looked um, a bit um, uh, in, in, the, in the mirror and say, okay, where, what, would, what do we really want? And I said, I explained to that with the IT, with the boss of IT first, we aligned together and then we cascade the fact that we are working together. That was the first change, in order to change a bit the way we were used to work. Again, both sides, they were, they, they were right. It was just a way of saying things quietly without, uh, I would say, too much ego. So then it's how we, work, uh, we, we were able to listen to them and, and they told me, I can't do that, Xavier. So my point was, I need to question myself. What is the purpose of, of pushing someone that cannot deliver things because the complexity, the legacy, and so on and so forth? No. So we say, take the global picture, what do we want at the end? We want the loyalty card amount that you have in order to have, have it in the accounts. And we look, both informations, is that okay? Yes, no. No, what can we do in order to make it equal? And this is where we unleash the pressure. We said, okay, we are good. Now we can work no. because we, ex we extinguish the risks. And that's, that's the basis of, of, the, of the kind of relationship. So ability to listen, then courage to take the decision and to say, we need to go there or there. And no. then accept that the timing might not be the same on both sides. No. In some organizations or some people would think that the IT department is where all the innovation happens, where the new technology is, where, um, where we can do the digital transformation and so on. 
and the finance department is where all the controlling is and the conservatism is and the cost reduction is and so on. So, so there's a, does that exist? Is, is that reality uh, in, in, in here as well? Or so how, how do you look at that, at that caricature of, of, of IT and finance? That's a very good caricature. And from time to time, there is some pop-ups of it in Carrefour, of course. What, what we are trying collectively to do is to say, that's not true. If an IT guy is not controlling the data that he's delivering to us, we're dead. And if we are not adding innovations, if we are not rethinking the way we work, then IT is dead. Another good example is the data we need to give to auditors, you know, to, 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 to certificators. We need to give them data for them to say the accounts are represent the true and fair view of what happens in life. Yeah. In order to do so, it's important for us to explain to them and then to find solutions saying, you know, dear IT friend, you don't want to extract data and to give that to the, to the auditors? Okay, let me to do so. So I'm helping them in order to reduce uh, the, the number of things they need to do and they don't really see the value. And at the end, I need to check and so on and so forth. So if we can agree on a vision, then everything based on this vision is as if we have the same glasses. And, and that's for me the, the, main, uh, the main change. And the glasses has to be the same, one for control, one for innovation. Yep. Let's talk a bit more about how your, the finance department here at Carrefour is organized. So how, how is it organized and what is fundamentally your role? So under the CFO, classically you have FPNA, Financial Planning and Analysis, mm -hmm. the uh, Chief Accounting uh, Officer, which is myself, and then you have Classical Treasury, Fiscality, Master Data, um, and then in Carrefour France we have some specialties. We have the security within finance and we have the, the oil uh, as well uh, within, uh, within the responsibility of finance. So, uh, an internal control. And so that's the, the I would say, the, 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 the classical, uh, I would say, within Carrefour. And if you look at my role, my role is to produce the accounts that are properly set up with the respect of all the requirements, the legal requirements. And basically for this, we need to ensure that there is no big thing within the financial statements. Yeah. And so, and, and as, a, as a consequence, my clients are the state, but as well the markets, because we need to produce financial statements for the markets as a listed company. And we give our contribution to the group because Carrefour France is not listed itself. So we deliver our part to, Carrefour, uh, to the Carrefour uh, group, and then they are publishing. And so and as the head of this department, where do you spend most of your time? Where do you, where do you focus most on today? On my team. I spend all my time on my team. So I, from, uh, what is important is to give them the sense, the purpose of where we are going. I need to exchange with them because I'm not smarter than them. And I started when I joined Carrefour, I said, I'm not the knowledgeable person. If you wait me to know better than you, you're a fool. I'm not the guy who knows. We, we said le sachant in France. So I'm not the sachant. Why? Because I need to learn. If I not put myself in the shoes of someone that is learning, then how can we resist we, they, they are very strong, eh? they are very good, these guys. But still, there is a fierce competition. So I spend a lot of time with my team in order to say, what is our vision? And as, as long as we adapt, um, you know, uh, fine-tune the, the, the vision, then we say, why are we here, the mission? We need to produce financial statements. We are not here to do administrative tasks. No, we are here to produce a financial statement with a proper application of the law. As, as long as this is said, there is in my team, I get a special department as well that is a bit uh, less classical within, uh, within accounting. Uh, 
But that is to say, we still have a common uh, objective. The statement, the mission is the same for everyone. Yeah. And our target is to ensure as well that we are able to always adapt and react to all the new things. And what is, what is very, give me a lot of joy today within my team is their ability to always think on what can we do better? What can we do in addition to what we do to all our clients? Yep. Could be the franchisee, could be the, the hypermarket and so on and so forth. Okay. And what is your, how would you describe your management style? How do you manage? How do you grow, retain, optimize your, uh, your teams? I try to adapt to everyone because we cannot have one way of managing uh, to, to everyone. Uh, I think it's uh, Alexandre Bompard was saying in, uh, in an interview that there is no typical way of leader. And I, I, I tend to agree. My objective is to say to people, a bit like uh, as I told you with the IT, we need to listen, we need to have the courage to take decisions, we need to question ourselves, and then we need to accept that the timing may not be the same for everyone. So that's the way I try to work. I try to listen a lot. I'm talking a lot here, but I'm really trying to listen uh, my teams and say, what do you want? Why do you want to go there? So what do you want? Why you do want, you, you want this? And how together we can go. So that's really the way uh, I'm, I'm, I have an open door within my team uh, for everyone to come. We are organizing small coffee in the morning as well to, to, to receive some people that might say something. My, my profound belief is everyone has something to bring and everyone has value. Yeah. And, and they are one part of the chain. And if one part of the chain is not working, then... Oof, yep. The full chain is not working. How do you think your team would describe your leadership style? And, and maybe a good way to, the, to ask the question is you're here since 2020. Mm -hmm. So people have been working with you. What do you think they will say about you when you're not around? I think there's nothing. I think they sleep <laughs> because they are quiet and they can rest when I'm not here. Because I, I'm trying to move a lot of energy because I'm, I'm, I'm this kind of guy. Maybe we'll talk about it a bit later. So I really try to embark them and, and to show that what they are doing is important for me in order to tell them, if you don't believe in what you are doing, I am believing in what you are doing. So show me what is important for you. What do you need to do in order to be yourself? Uh, how, how can you be happy in your day-to-day -day activities? And if not, what can I do in order to make you happy? In order then to refuel the, the way of, uh, of the sea. But what thing. would they say about you? That, that you're I, there to kick their ass and, and, and to, to bring the energy? Or uh, what, what is the good or the, and the bad and the ugly that they would say about you? Yeah, I, I, I'm who I am in order to say what they can think. So I, I'm doing quite a lot of, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, taking the temperature. And uh, with, with my, my small team, they know me. I give them, uh, you know, papers saying the MBTI of myself. How should I work? Et so uh, I explaining to them how I work and why do I react like this? So it's easy for them to, to know how I work. And, and I do this move for them to do the other way around. But I'm not forcing them. If they don't want, they don't want. But if they want to explain to me how they work, I'm spending quite a lot of time on this in order to adapt to them. For example, if someone is more quiet than me, I will very, very try to, to be quiet, to listen to what he has to say. And uh, almost all the time, it comes at the very end of the meeting. So I'm very conscious of, I need to have five minutes then. Is it okay? A bit pause. And then he says what is important. Okay. We talked about personality and your MBTI, and you shared your uh, personality type, your MBTI with us. And you are a protagonist, an ENFJ. So that's somebody who's extroverted, intuitive, feeling as judging personality traits. And these are typically warm, forthright types that love helping others and that uh, tend to have strong ideas and values. 
and they back their perspective with creative energy to achieve their goals. Does that fit the bill a little bit? Quite a lot, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, people with your personality, they have their strengths are that they can be very receptive, they're very reliable, passionate, altruistic, charismatic. You recognize all of that? I, I do think so, yes. Um, charismatic, I don't know. I need to ask my team. Mm -hmm. But uh, yes, I, I have this, this passion. I, um, when I, I need to describe myself, I, I, uh, I have four words in order to describe myself. I say that I am a happy person, I'm a passionate person, mm -hmm. I'm a thankful person, and I'm, uh, I really want to put all my energy to be focused on what I'm doing now, not looking at my emails, not doing, I'm focused on what I'm doing now. Okay. Now, there's the other side of the coin as well, and everybody has the good sides and, and, and their development sides, let's call them. So people with your personality type, they sometimes are unrealistic, sometimes are overly idealistic, they can be condescending, looking down on people, they can be very intense and overly empathetic. So. Which ones do you recognize of these weaknesses and, and how have you overcome some of these? I recognize all of them. Mm -hmm. I recognize all of them. I think I can find good examples of every situation. The way I'm trying, I'm not saying I'm succeeding all the time, but the way I'm trying to overcome all these things is to really create a sorry, psychological safety environment mm -hmm. for my colleagues or the guys I'm working with to tell me what impacts the, 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 the relationship or impact their, their feelings. Mm -hmm. okay? So I'm trying to listen very carefully, to shut up, to not push too much and say, okay, what do you have to tell me? What, what, what was wrong with the yeah. way I behave with you? But I can imagine that when you were younger, you were even more intense and, and, and that you were uh, maybe sometimes condescending. So what happens? How do you develop as a professional? Were the things that you learned on the way to, to cope with that? Unfortunately, I think the other way. So I think I'm more intense. The more I grow, the more <laughs> I intense. Because, because I do think if you, if you achieve to show to the other one that what you really want, mm -hmm. and, and that's, that's the way I react, if you really want the good for the other one, then the guy will understand that you are not pushing him. You are trying to help him to go further. And I, when, when, uh, when you read the thing of the protagonist, from time, to, one of the issues I have is that I trust too much people. I, I trust them a bit more than what they can do. And so this is why I need to calm down a bit and say, and, and this is where I listen to other people. I, I, I ask to people that are very different than me, I say, what do you think? Do you think this is okay or not? It's not I'm not changing all the time because someone telling, is telling me, but if I don't listen, I'm dead. I, I will be a, lon uh, a lonely, crazy guy pushing everyone. And uh... But it's interesting, your personality profile is not necessarily the profile that you would expect with somebody with an audit and accounting background, right? So you would expect a different profile there. We are under the camera, so I cannot say everything. <laughs> but indeed, what I found interesting in this kind of job is to the, the creativity you can bring. And, and, and I, I truly believe in diversity of, of uh, various uh, expertise, various uh, lives. I, 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 I was very lucky in my previous company to travel a lot. So I met a lot of guys, very different guys, uh, men and women that, that uh, are not thinking the same way than me. And in, in, in Geneva, there is a lot of internationality. There is, it's not only one French style. 
in Normandy, I can tell you, they, I got, they're very I, I, French. They are very Normand even. <laughs> okay. but, and, and it's very interesting and passionate and very happy and proud to work with all of them. Mm -hmm. But it gives me, I think, uh, a sense of humility. As I told you, I'm very thankful. Mm -hmm. That's one of my mantras. Uh, I, I, I need to consider that all what I received, it's a gift. You know, nothing is acquired. It's not because I'm a smarter or whatever. It's really something that I receive and I consider that not I can lose, mm -hmm. but I really consider thank you for all what I have. Well, all the, the people I met, I'm, I'm very happy uh, tonight when I, I will go to bed. I, I will thank you for the time that I spend with you because it's, it's a good moment. Uh, and, uh, and I think it's a better way to see all the things that are happening to us. Okay, you mentioned mantra. Let's go a little bit deeper on that. What is the... Can you mention one or two mantras that, that you use for yourself if you're in a situation where you need to make a, I don't know, a tough decision or something, uh, a saying, a mantra that helps you? Yeah, I will uh, have two mantras and uh, uh, two sentences that are, are coming from a very famous book. The name of the book is the Bible. Uh, and uh, the, the, the first of it is, you have to do to the other what you want them to do to you. Mm -hmm. So every time I have a meeting, I asked myself, did I behave the way I wanted my boss or someone behave with me? No. And when the answer is no, I said, okay, I will not blame myself for all day long, but I really need to keep that in mind in order to do better next time. Mm -hmm. And if I was too hard, I will seize the opportunity to say sorry to the other one, because it's really important to say sorry. I'm not invulnerable. I'm doing mistakes every day. Yeah. As I told you at the beginning, I'm not the guy that knows everything and I don't want to, I need to learn. And in the relationship I have with someone, if I'm too pushy, talking too much, whatever, I will go and say sorry. So that's one, one thing. And the other one is, uh, the, the, that's a, you know, the, a master saying to, to one of, the, uh, of his servants, uh, and he says, you were really good on small things. I will give you control on greater things. So that's the two mantra. And the second mantra is really based on, um, I would say, you need to, we need to start humbly. We need to start small things in order to show that we can, uh, we can grow together. And what I say to my team a lot is the following. I'm telling them when I'm doing my coffee, I said, please give me an opportunity for me to show you that I, I deserve your trust. I'm not saying I'm the boss. I, you need to show me that I can trust you. I'm saying the opposite. I don't know if it's a revolution or not, but that's the way I really, really want to be considered as well. And that's the way my boss is considering me, by the way. That's, that's a positive thing. But I'm really trying to say to the other people, I trust you by default. Help me to enter in your psychological safety circle. Like this, we can do greater things, but I want you to be safe. I don't want you to be stressed because I'm here. You know, in Carrefour, there is a lot of people. They are a bit afraid of the senior director coming, blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. I'm a human person. So go. My, my door is open. You go when you want. Yep. With or with your boss. And we say confidential. We close the door. It's confidential. So that's the two, I would say, the two, two very important sentences that I'm reading every week in order to ask myself during my weekly review, Am I nice enough? Am I behaving the way I would like to, to, the, 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 like to receive? And the second thing is, always start humble. Don't try to say, no, but that's too easy. I will not do. We receive a small, a small mission. Let's do it very nicely in order to have a bigger afterwards. Okay. So can you tell me, you, you shared with us that you have um, a wife and five children, uh, by God. So uh, congratulations for that. <laughs> Thank so you. what are the... 
the core values that you're passing on to your children and what are the core values that you live by yourself? Yeah, so it's linked to what I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. But the first thing I want to say is love. You need to say that you love people. You need to say in the office, you cannot really say that. So you say that you trust them for what they are and you, you are happy to work with them. I'm, I'm trying to say a lot, thank you to my team, bravo to my team. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I'm happy to work with a person and as a person, I'm very happy. From time to time, when you do things, there is mistakes. And I'm the first one saying, I'm sorry because I'm doing mistakes. Yeah. I hope at the end they will not be fed up with the, my, the, the, all the apologizes I, I'm giving to them. But So what I give to my kids is, you have to say to the other, to the guy that are close to you, that you like to work with them, that you love them, if, if any, and so on and so forth. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is, it's not really important if you are the smartest or the... the, the the less smart of the team. What is important is, is you go to the max. You do your best. You really do your best. And then happens what happens. You know, we, we cannot control everything. So on what you can do, do your best. And if you don't do your best because you're lazy, whatever, that's not that big deal. You start again. You know, how many times a kid is, is, a, is, a, you know, is, is falling. We need to go again and again and again. And, and keeping faith on the fact that yep. the work is paying at the end. Okay. On a Friday evening, when you come home from a couple of days work in Paris, a long, hard week of working, what is it that makes you happy? What needs there to be happening that week that really fulfills you? And that, so what is it that drives you in your work? Uh, first, going home, I'm always happy. Uh, a second thing is... Uh, I, I, I really disconnect. So I'm not answering calls. I'm not looking at my emails. I'm not looking WhatsApp and anything because I, as I told you, I want to be focused. Mm -hmm. So that, that's the, the first thing. How, how can I say that I'm happy? I said, uh, I, I really look back and said, do I spend time and energy at the right place? As I told you, I'm doing a weekly review every week. I'm looking, what are my commitments? And did the time I spend is linked to that commitment? And what are the things that I did a bit less well and how can I be better next time? Um, of course, we can have tensions, we can have difficulties. There is, there is some failure, some projects that are failing from time to time. Yeah. But at the end of the day, say, what do I learn from it? What do I learn? And then I, I, I think of it, I spend time to you know, take a bit of distance of, of all, what, all what I'm doing. So if I do a week without my weekly review, which I think it didn't happen for years, mm -hmm. Then, uh, because of my weekly review, I go home with my mind, I would say, in a good, uh, quietly, because, because I, I, I know that there is new things that will start again on Monday, but that's no. not now time to refill and to rest. Besides your work, which is clearly a passion of you, and your family, which is also very important to you, what are the other things that you're passionate about in your life? Uh, so I'm a member of, of several associations. Uh, um, the, the first one is the school of my kids. We are organizing the 10 years of the, the, of, of, of the school. So I spend uh, time and Friday evening we do have a meeting about it. So I'm trying to make it efficient. Uh, so that's, the, that's the one thing. Then we are uh, working with my, we are you know, uh, serving with my wife in our parish in order to, to be with the, the young couples that want to marry it. So what can we share with them? We, we cannot share a lot of things, but what we know we can share, and that's what we are doing. And then I'm a member of, of several associations, the APDC, the Accounting uh, in France uh, Association, and the LEAD program uh, in order to promote uh, women in the retail industry. So that's the kind of things I'm doing, I would say, in, uh, in terms of, you know, uh, 
uh, uh, having link with people. Okay. And on my own, I'm, I, I really like to, to read, uh, to read some uh, things of what I call the giants from the past. You know, I'm, I'm quite linked with. Uh, I, I like history. I like. Uh, I like, of course, music. But that's the way I'm. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm. I would say resting. Of course, when you have five kids home, you know, <laughs> my, my former, the guy that I replaced that is now CFO of Taiwan for Carrefour told me, Xavier, what is important is to disconnect on the weekend. And I, because we were, you know, going through big things and I was just discovering the retail business. Yep. And he told me, you need to disconnect. And I said, you know what? We, at that time, I only have four kids and a pregnant only woman. Four, yeah. Only four <laughs> and a pregnant woman. So I said, you know what? With four kids, I have no choice to, but to disconnect. Yep. So that, that's how I rest with... Uh, and uh, how can I, uh, what, what all my passion I have. Okay. So you, you read books about the giants. So who are the people that you look up to? Who are the people, public figures, or maybe in, in your own life, people that you learned from, that mentored you, that you really, uh, that are important for you? That's, that's a very good question. And sorry, because I will make what we say in French, uh, a, no, a réponse de normand. Uh, which is... Réponse uh, de normand. Yes, it, it means maybe yes, maybe no. I will not give you names because... I consider that everyone is a mentor to me. Mm -hmm. You know, we spend time together today and, and I, I'm really impressed by what you did and we discussed a bit before that. And the fact that you, you see this, you see this, and then you created CIONet. We had together the, 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 the uh, we had together in the past the interviews. I saw how you interact and I said, what can I learn? What can I learn for Hendrik? Mm -hmm. and, um, and I saw concretely, I'm always looking for people as someone that knows better than me. I, I put myself in a, I would say silver medal position. And there is a gold medal everywhere. And I need to learn, not to, to beat him. No, that's not the purpose, but yeah. to learn again and again and again in order to share with other, maybe with the bronze medal guy, in order to, to always be in that position. So I have a lot of them. Of course, I will give you my father, I will give you my grandfather, I will give you a lot but of give people. Give me one example, one professional guy or, or public figure or somebody that say, well, that's really somebody that inspired me. It's quite hard because there is always a negative uh, side of the person and today also. with the cancel culture, I'm a bit afraid. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, what I like uh, is to look back in history and uh, some, you know, humble servant of, uh, in history, I'm, I'm, I can think of, uh, you know, people that were humble start to, to be bigger and uh, I'm thinking of a knight, uh, Du Guesclin. Uh, who is uh, working for, uh, who was working as a connétable with the head of army of uh, uh, Charles number number five in France, and sorry for my my all uh, colleagues that uh, all friends that are from uh, Great Britain, but uh, he put them outside of France, uh, and and the principle of that guy he was no one, he was he was idiot, he was really not a nice person, mm -hmm. uh, no one likes him, and because of his vision of what the kingdom should be and how to serve someone, he started to become a hero. And the other one I can think of is, uh, you know, all the, all the guys that were prime minister or, you know, first uh, council of, of someone that, that, that uh, with a strong vision were able to influence uh, the, uh, the thing. Like Charles de Gaulle. Like Charles de Gaulle, well, he was the leader at all. So yeah, that's, that's a, a kind of good example. He had a strong vision and he was able to, to do uh, good things as well. Okay. Now, my favorite question is, you've been very successful in the career that you had uh, so far, uh, and, and you did many good things. I'm sure you had your failures as well, and, and, and your mistakes. So, 
looking back uh, on, on your career, what was, according to you, your most brilliant failure and what did you learn from it? As I told you, first, I, I'm doing failure every day. Every day. And the, the biggest failure I have, uh, I would say, is when I let my ego driving me. So when I am in discussion with you, in order to, instead of listening, have the courage and the question myself, and then accept the time might, might be different for the other one, then I, I start with ego. I said, the guy is trying to, to consider myself as an issue, and I will fight back very, very hard. Mm -hmm. So I can remember a lot of, 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 of meetings where I, I, my, I, you know, the guy was able to... to to, to drive me because it touches something that I was not happy with. And then I started to, to get the knives and go to the battle. So I would say that that's the, the most common failure. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm falling, falling, falling uh, a, lo a lot of time. And then I cannot, I cannot have, a, I would say, a big project in itself. I think I, think I, uh, I had quite a lot of deception in my career. I wanted to do this, and then they said no, and uh, I wanted to do that, and they said no as well, in order to protect me, and so on and so forth. Maybe I was lacking a bit of courage, but then because I, you know, when you give everything, at the end, it works for you. So, and, and as I'm a positive person, I really try to be positive all the time, even though it's not easy every day. I'm looking at the right side of it. And with my wife, I think we are doing a very good duo on that one. Exactly. Yeah. What's the best thing that has ever happened to you in your life? So. <laughs> of course, it is the day in Paris in October 29, when, uh, 2009, sorry, when I, I met my wife. I didn't want it to go there, to the La Nuit Blanche in Paris. Uh, all the museums are open and so on and so forth. I said, oh, no, I don't want to go with the guy there. And, and the cousin of my wife was the... Uh, going to sleep at home uh, in my apartment in Paris. I so say, okay, if you go, I will not say I have something else. So yes, I go with you. Um, and then the other thing is all the because of it, there is a lot of very good consequences. Because I was married with that person, then we said, why don't we go to Geneva? And then we go to Geneva. And then when we were in Geneva, why don't we go back to Normandy? What? So you see Normandy? When we arrived with the, you know, the guy that we are transporting our goods, mm -hmm. they said, you came from Geneva, seriously? And why, why on earth are you coming back to France? Because we take these risks together. And when I was sleeping on the 31st of August 2020, I closed my eyes and said, what did I do? <laughs> why did I left everything? I, I sent back my apartment in Geneva. I said bye-bye uh, to all my friends. Spent nine years over there. So th this is because of this particular thing, then uh, a lot of good consequences. So... This is, this is a, a, a first, and I, I do really believe what i just saying. Mm -hmm. And then the, the, the best day of my life is not my wedding day. The best day of my life is today, and then it will be tomorrow and so on and so forth, because I do believe that every day that is coming to me is a gift, and I, especially nowadays with what happened in the world, we need to not wait for something better or to live in the past. We need no. to be present and focused. So that's, that's really what uh, I would answer to that marvelous question. It's clear that you love your life, you love your family, love, you love the, your job. Um, but are there also things that you fear? What is it that, what are your most important fears in your life? I, I, the, the biggest fear is myself. I fear my ego, I fear my default, I fear my, my, my willingness to do good things that might uh, not be received as what I want to send. I fear when I'm, I'm, I'm tired, because when I'm tired, I can be very, very more, you know, susceptible or 
you know, a bit uh, sensitive and then uh, I, 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 I explode and I say things that I regret just after, it, after that. So this is my fear, you know, not being able to be, you know, I, I, I'm used to say that the discipline is setting me free. So discipline, the, you know, you need to, to ensure that you spend the right time to rest, the right time to work and having this equilibrium is a good thing. But from time to time, you know, life is disturbing it. And that's very good. I really like it. Mm -hmm. But the fear is, is uh, you know, all the, all the world can, can fall apart. Uh, and from time to time, we do have this impression. But we need to keep faith and say, okay, maybe I will have no money tomorrow. Maybe I will be fired from Carrefour. Maybe there are things that will go. But then we will see. And we need to keep faith. And together with my wife, we need to move forward. Even, even if there is illness in my family, and I, I have got some very... Uh, a relative, very close relatives that are very ill, but mm -hmm. then let's, let's, let's be thankful for what we have already, you know, for, for what we are currently living. Okay. Now, these interviews are watched by young professionals and, and, and more mature professionals as well. But young people are looking um, to, uh, to our leadership deep dive interviews to see what they can learn from successful professionals, successful CIOs, CAOs, CFOs, and so on. So... If you would have to advise your younger self, the young auditor that's, that started off, or if you would advise uh, young professionals that want to uh, follow in your footsteps and, and want to make a, a big career in a, in, in a big corporate, what would that advice be? The first thing I would say is you have to dare. You need to, to, you know, to, to be able to try things. You know? uh, it's really important to move forward, to not wait things coming to you like a, a small bird waiting for, for, for his mother. So you, you have to be um, very motivated, curious, look something else, challenge yourself, uh, be humble enough to question yourself. That being said, that's the first thing you have to dare, you have to, to, to challenge yourself. And the second thing I wanted to say is uh, you have to trust yourself as well. You need to be confident that you are a nice person. Don't let all the people telling you that you are useless or whatever, whatever. You know, you are the right person. And you need to find with the one you love around you. And you need to spend sufficient energy and willingness to build things with that person. Putting back the ego. Uh, ask forgiveness and so on and so forth when you do something wrong. To be filled by, that, by this love. You know, um, it's, it's uh, the courage of trying new things with the consciousness of being loved and be a nice person. Don't, don't wait the other to, say, to tell you that you are a nice person. You need to be convinced by yourself that you, you can do things. And maybe your boss is not the, thing, the person that will tell you that you are nice or smart or whatever. That's not, that's not a big deal. If you do your best, you can sleep well. And you have to sleep well. Okay. And on that note, Xavier, thank you so much for your time and for your hospitality here in Paris. It was uh, really a pleasure and I look forward to visiting you uh, in, uh, in Normandy. It's with very big pleasure. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Enrique. Thank you.